might have some cupcakes or something on that day too. So come and be a part of that. Um, all right, so we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. We're wrapping up this series. Uh, I've been teaching uh, some of what I've been teaching, not all, but some of what I've been teaching is from this book called A Sound Disciplined Mind by Nancy Dufresne. Uh, if you like this topic and you've been getting a lot from it and you want this book, oh, there you go. Mama got it. She knows. There you go. Mama got it. <laughs> you can order it from Dufresne Ministries. The price is on the back. $15. And so uh, you can order it from there. What's how much? 14 bucks. And they sent me a free book, too. I ordered two. I got a free book. Not that one, but another one. Uh, I, I highly recommend that book to you. Uh, that's been the topic that we've been on for uh, quite a few weeks. If you haven't heard it, you can, uh, if you subscribe to our uh, iTunes on uh, our iTunes podcast, and this, uh, this week I was searching and I noticed that it's picked up on other podcast uh, platforms. So I'm like, okay, that's how that works. And so uh, if you do that and you subscribe, every time a message is uploaded, it will just be pushed to your Apple device. And so you can listen to it. We try to take out the music so you just have the message. Uh, and so you can go back and listen to the messages uh, as they come out. And I, I highly recommend because faith comes by hearing over and over again. And I had so much to share uh, today. And I just told the Lord, you know, I may have to just talk from my heart. Uh, because it, it's like the more you study on this subject, the more you see how helpful it is. And the more you'll listen to the Lord. Because there's a lot of distractions uh, in this world around us. There's a lot of voices. And so uh, the word of God tells us that we know the voice of our shepherd. We know his voice. And the voice of a stranger will not follow. But yet a lot of people are following another voice. We, we quote that verse, but we're, we're not familiar enough yet with that other voice. And so uh, this, this mind renewal, uh, this transformed life comes as a result of this. And God's word is the answer. God's word is the answer for everything that you and I face. We, I, I posted it yesterday. You may have to sit next to someone on Thanksgiving that you don't look forward to seeing every year. You know. They put you near that family member. You're like, oh, that person loves to talk politics and religion. <laughs> you know, or they always have something to say. Well, God's word is the answer for that. Paul said, I have learned in Philippians. He said, I have learned how not to be disturbed. I have learned to be calm in every state I am in. Just because we are people of faith, and we are walking in faith, does not mean that there will be no opposition. Right. Some people say, well, they're, they're, they're faith people. Just because a person is going and facing opposition does not mean that they're not in faith. You understand? Right. We will face opposition. The enemy will always try to oppose us, especially if we're walking out the plan of God for our lives. But the, the process of renewing our mind, what that does is helps us to stay focused and set our attention on the Lord. Remember Abraham. I mean, I'm going like so off the grid right now. So just remember Abraham in Romans, I believe it's chapter 3. 
Romans, he, it talks about how Abraham was 100 years old. He had a promise for. Thank you. He had a promise uh, from the Lord that he would have a son and he would be the father of many nations. And he said that he considered not. He didn't consider what his body was telling him. He didn't consider what Sarah's womb was telling him. She was barren and had never been able to have children. There was no life in her womb. But he did not consider that. What does that mean? He turned his attention to something else. Whatever we turn our attention to is where our faith will go towards. So if the enemy comes to our ear, remember Eve and Adam in the garden in Genesis chapter 3, right? Is it 3? <laughs> Verse 1. Here's my, here's my scripture person right here. I don't memorize a lot of scriptures, you know, where they're at. I just know it's in the Bible, but I'm learning. The more I write them out, the more I memorize them. I'm getting better. You would, you're like, but you were raised in church. Yeah, but then I got so used to just typing things. When you type, you don't remember as much. That's why our kids can't memorize their own phone numbers. And so uh, uh, Genesis, uh, uh, the devil, we, we ended with that last week. The devil came to Adam and Eve in the form of a serpent, came to Eve. And he said, did God not tell you that you couldn't eat of any of the fruit trees in the garden? God didn't say that. So Eve answered him back. She did the right thing in terms of, opening her mouth and answering her, him back, but she said the wrong thing. She's an example of someone who thinks they know the word, but they don't because they don't practice it. What did she say? She said, no, God didn't tell us we couldn't eat of uh, all the fruit of the trees. He just said one tree. He told us don't eat of it and don't touch it. He never said that. Go look at it. Go read it. He, in Genesis, he told Adam, out of all the trees you can have, but if you eat of that tree, you will surely die. He didn't tell him you couldn't touch the tree. So you know they've talked about this for a while, and they put their own interpretation on it. Like there are people who will say, the Lord helps those who helps themselves. That's not a scripture in the Bible. That's not a verse in the Bible. Or money is the root of all evil. That's not a scripture in the Bible either. It's the love of money. So this is what Eve did. She said, uh, no, yeah, but he said we couldn't even touch it. She was showing him that. We know what he says. But then it says the devil said, no, no, God just doesn't want you to be like him. He's, that still bothers the devil. Because remember, that's why he got kicked out of heaven. And so he said, God just doesn't want you to be like him. So then what did she do? She answered him, partially correct, but then she didn't turn her attention to Jesus or anything else. She looked at the tree. I'm sure Eve looked at that tree and Adam looked at that tree many times when they were put in the garden and when the Lord talked to them about it. But this time something was different. When she looked at it, she saw that it was good for food. Why? Because the devil injected a thought into her thought life and she did not turn her attention to something else. Instead, she became interested in what he said. So because she was interested in what he said, she looked at the tree and saw, oh, actually, it looks pretty good. So she ate it and then gave it to Adam, and he ate it. 
She didn't do what Abraham did. Abraham considered not. She considered it. The devil injected that thought. That's how he works. He will inject a thought into your thought life to see what you'll do with it. And do you know we have a limbic system? Everybody know about the limbic system? That's our threat response. You hear fight, flight, freeze. And so that is the protection that our brain has for us. So it, it processes through the limbic system. But do you know that our limbic system doesn't, it, it can't process whether the threat is real or if you're just thinking it up. So your body, your brain will signal if I'm thinking that I'm being chased by a lion or if I'm really being chased by a lion, my brain goes into fight, flight, or freeze mode. Why? It doesn't, it doesn't have that to process. It can't process that. So that's what the devil will do. He'll take advantage of that. And he'll tell you he's a deceiver. So he'll come in and he'll inject something into your thought life. Do you know that every thought you have does not originate with you? He'll inject something into your thought life to see what you'll do with it. I've told you before about the pastor. The pastor who was standing on the roof, you know, when we were able to go to the Empire State Building on the top there, he was looking out and he was enjoying himself on vacation with his family and he heard the thought, you should jump from this building. And immediately he recognized, I know that voice and it's not the voice of my father. And he said, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. He answered it. I'm not jumping from this building. There's no need for me to jump from this building. And he walked away, and he went and did whatever he had to do. Well, the devil will wait to see what you'll do with that. And most of the time, we don't open our mouths and say anything. You cannot fight a thought with a thought. You answer it with the word of God. And so he, if it's a lot of times what will happen, we'll go, why did I think of that? Now I'm giving, I'm considering the thought. Why would I have thought like that? And the devil will say, well, you have been sad lately. Remember what they did to you? I think, I don't think they like you too much. Your boss got onto you this week in front of everybody. And you'll start playing that in your mind. Your wife, she's, something's not right there. Your husband, something. And you'll start thinking that, and you'll start considering that. And he'll just wait around to see what you'll do with it. But Jesus gave us an example. See, Jesus came to correct everything that Adam and Eve did wrong. They were tempted, and they gave in to the temptation. And hello, here we are today. I can't look at another apple, you know, without thinking about Adam and Eve. Even though it may not be an apple. But uh, the Jesus, when he was tempted, the devil came to him when he was in a weakened state. A weakened state. And the devil came to him, and I want you to see that. that that's one verse we will turn to. Because I want you to see what he did there. And what, I mean, the way he walked into that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, look at, let's look at, where did, which uh, gospel? Well, I'll look at Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Um, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Uh, it says, then Jesus, full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit, 
returned from the Jordan and was led in by the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit here. Now, you can read the rest of this at home. I want you to see that he was led by the Holy Spirit, right? He was controlled by the Holy Spirit. But yet, as he fasted for 40 days, it says the devil tempted him. But I thought he was full of the Holy Spirit. What's the devil? Just because the devil is present and talking doesn't mean that he's one. Mom said at the end of last week's sermon, she preached the rest of my sermon because we were going there. We were going to Corinthians where it talks about he made a show of them openly. Uh, in the message it says he stripped them naked, Jesus did, to the devil and his demons and paraded them through the streets. He took their power away. The devil has every right to be here on this earth because Adam gave him the right. When they did that in the garden... It gave him permission to be here. And so Adam's lease is almost up. Another message for another day. And, and, and then the devil will be thrown, which I'm having, I already requested a front row seat. I'm short. I got a seat. And so I get a front row seat to where he's going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Amen. Glory to God. And so I can just go, ha, 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 for all that you try to do to me and my family. And so he's going, his time is coming. But he has a right to be here. But what he doesn't have a right is he doesn't have a right to you. He has no authority in your life. His words and his suggestions and his injections have zero value. They have zero value unless you give them a number. And you do that by how often you think about it. And so Jesus... When uh, the devil came to him and he was at the, like he's getting at the end, 40 days. How many can go three hours without going, hmm, I think it's time to eat again. <laughs> I, I just ate breakfast, but you know what? I'm already hungry. I need some lunch. Well, he went 40 days. It doesn't tell us what kind of fast or anything. Uh, I'm sure he drank water, whatever. But whatever happened, the devil came to him and said, here's some bread. I know you're hungry. Here's some stones. Turn them into bread. And you know what? Jesus had the power to do that. Jesus multiplied two fish, two loaves and, and, and fishes. He multiplied it. He can, he can turn stones into bread, and the devil knew that. So he tempted him. Jesus didn't look at him and say, don't you know who I am? I'm the son of God. I came to put you under our feet. No, he didn't answer. He could have. Those would have been the right words to say. But he didn't say those words. I'm glad he didn't say those words because we need to be able to do this. And if he said that, we didn't do that. You know, he's the one that did that. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to do that. No, he did something we can do. He said, it is written. And he went to the word of God. And he quoted a scripture to the devil. Man shall not live by bread alone. He answered it specifically with the verse. So that's why we got to get in the word every day. So I have a verse I can give specific to that injection, that thought that he injected into my thought life. Jesus answered it specifically. Then he took him up, you know, uh, and to the, to the mountain and told him, jump. And he told him, no, the word says we're not to tempt the Lord our God. We're not supposed to do that. Oh, Lord, I'm going to jump. Let's see what happens. No, no, the law of gravity will happen. And that'll be, we'll be at your funeral. 
You don't do that. You don't do that. Now, if something happened and you were in that position, we know the Lord can protect us, but you don't tempt him with that. And so Jesus answered him. He answered him. Then (laughs) I find it interesting. I'm going to have to read it to you. I find it interesting. When when a thought comes, you know what you got to do? You got to tell the devil, that's not my thought. Open your mouth. If a thought comes to you that opposes God's word or the things about, that's not my thought. I know you, I call you out. That's not my thought. And so in Luke chapter two, I, uh, Luke chapter four, I find this interesting. In the Amplified translation, it gives us a little more amplification, I guess we could call it. <laughs> it says, and when the devil, verse 13, and when the devil had ended every the complete cycle of temptation, he temporarily (laughs) left him. That is, stood off from him until more, another more opportune and favorable time. The enemy, he goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And when we say devour, the first way he'll devour you is with thoughts. You taking a thought. And so once you take a thought, then you step into his flow. Do you know what I mean by flow? Okay, Star Wars fans in here. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, my son. My son is a Star Wars fan, has seen every one. And so I'm like lost sometimes, but I'm smart enough to know there is a dark side of the force and there's a light side of the force. And I don't have to ask which side they're showing me when I watch a scene because it's always dark like night and it's always hatred. See, the the dark side couldn't get rid of the anger. They couldn't get rid of the, we don't want things to change. Uh, Anakin Skywalker uh, couldn't get over his parents and losing that and all of that. And so while there was always opportunity for redemption and for him to come back, and the dark wasn't more powerful than the light, it was easier path. Destructive, but it was an easier path. It was an easier path. And so there was redemption for them. And people kept telling them, come to the light, you know, all of that. But if if you did not correct that, it destroyed the individual. And we saw that. We saw that. Well, it's not any different than with the enemy. No different. There's a flow. In that, there was a flow of hatred and anger that they just couldn't let go. They kept holding on to it. Well, if the devil injects a thought and you keep thinking it, it will lead you into a flow, depression, anxiety, worry, fear, without even realizing it. And then it starts to have an effect on your body, your physical body. Will start, you'll start feeling that. Well, there's a flow of God and in the kingdom of God. There's a flow. And if I'll answer the devil instead of letting him just play around and letting him, it's a playground for him. That's his battlefield, is your mind. And just let him play. Let him get on the swings. Let him go down the slide. 
Let him play around. He's having a whole lot of fun. Oh, I don't got to leave here. Every thought I say, she takes. Every thought I say, they lead right into it. And I see it in front of me so clearly you can see when someone has stepped into the flow of the enemy. You can see it. You can see it. Because every action, everything they do is aligned to that flow. But you can also see when someone steps into the flow of the Holy Ghost. Everything is aligned to that flow. Everything. And so when a thought comes, when a thought comes that opposes the word of God, that tells you you're nothing, you're not valuable, you can't have that, you can't afford that, you'll never become anything, your body will never be healed, you'll always have to put up with that, your kids are going in the wrong direction and they always will, you're a drug addict, you'll always be attached to pills or you'll never stop drinking, you'll never, every, every time that thought comes, if you take it, it's going to lead you right into that flow of those things. But if when that thought comes, you will do something different and open your mouth and speak the word of God concerning that thought, concerning that thought, not another, not another verse, you know, but concerning that specific thought, answer it. And then once you do that, tell him, I resist you. I have the power to resist you. Jesus took your power away from you so you can't harm me no more. You and I parted company a long time ago. You have nothing in me and I have nothing in you. Move along and go find somebody else. And that's that's what you got to do. Smith Wigglesworth was at a, (laughs) he was at a bus stop and a little dog was following its little owner. And the little lady was standing there waiting for the bus, and she's like, now go on home, go on home, go ahead, go on home. And so he, she kept saying it, and the dog's just like, Mm-mm, you know, how dogs are. And so uh, she's like, you know, come on, go on home. Nope, wouldn't go. Finally, the bus was pulling up. She turned around and said, get on home. That dog went, boom, <laughs> and ran home. And Smith Wigglesworth said, that's what we have to do to the devil. That's what we have to do to the devil. You may look foolish because people will be like, who's she talking to? I don't care. My peace is worth me looking crazy to somebody else. My peace is worth it. And so that's what we got to do. Because the, in, in Peter, Second uh, Peter 1, I believe, it says that we are partakers of his divine nature. We read it last week. Everything that you need has already been given to you. Everything you need to live this life before the Lord, the way it pleases him, has been given to you already. And you are a partaker of his divine nature. Do you know I can sit in my house and have cupboards that are filled with food? Filled with food. And I can go hungry. I have to get up, walk to the cupboard, open it up, Take out what I want. Make that decision. Open it. Cook it or not if it's easy. Sit down and partake. Just because you possess it doesn't mean you're partaking. And if you don't partake, 
You're going to miss out on everything that the Lord has for you. And the way you partake is by getting in his word every day to find out what it is that you possess. Because if you don't, you'll go without and the Lord will be content to let you do that. And we don't work for our salvation. We don't get, you understand. Because people go, that's work. We're not supposed to work for ourselves. No, Jesus did the work for us. But if I'm going to partake of what he did, I have to do the work. Amen. He did the 99 steps. I got to take the one. Amen. You got to open your mouth, believe in your heart, and receive them. And so I got to partake. Open your mouth, believe that what you're saying to the enemy is true. And he will leave you alone Amen. for a time. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> you know, those episodes on TV that, you know, they have the, the nemesis and all of that, and they're like, I'll get you, or it was He-Man. I'll get you next time, He-Man. <laughs> Remember that? We used to watch that before school without her knowing. And so um, she'd she come in and we're like, oh, look, David and Goliath. Davy and Goliath. Remember that little show? Yeah. We were like, David and Goliath. No, we were watching He-Man. And so, um, so he'd go, I'll get you next time, He-Man. That's what the devil will do. I'll get you next time. And that's probably how he sounds, too. The Bible says that we're going to look at him when all is said and done, and we're, the devil's going to be revealed to us, and we're going to go, that? That's who I was listening to? That's what made my son take his life? That's what did it? That's what led me into that flow? That? We're going to be stunned. We're going to be stunned. And so don't allow him. He has zero power unless you hand it over to him. And the way you hand it over is by just opening your mind and go, go ahead, go play on the swing. Go ahead, tell me whatever you want me to hear. I'm going to listen, and I'm going to do what you say. Even though we don't tell him that, but that is what we do when we don't stand up and say something. You must answer a toxic or wrong thought. If you don't answer it, it will not cease. It will not go away. You will be living that before you realize it. And so our action steps for today... Hallelujah. We didn't even do ha, anything that we did. Okay, so when the wrong thought comes, quickly say, devil, I know this is not my thought, and I resist you right now in Jesus' name. That's letting him know, I've, you've been found out, and I'm going to expose you. So you let him know that. And then find the scripture. Now, this is easier if you're getting in the word every day. <laughs> it's easy. If you're getting in the word every day, it will come up from in here. Oh, the word says this concerning that. Uh, if not, start today. Start. Find a scripture that answers that specific thought and say it out loud. You might have to say it a few times, but say it out loud. And then take a few minutes to praise God and get your attention on him. Hallelujah. Because praise will help you do what Abraham did. Consider not. Turn your attention to the Lord. And when you do that, you'll step into his flow. What's his flow? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost, 
all the fruits of the Spirit that are on the inside of us, power, the anointing, strength. Every time I talk about those words, it lifts even the atmosphere of this room. When I speak of hatred and lying and depression and oppression, it brings down the energy in the room. But when we speak the life of God, hallelujah, the anointing of the Lord, all of the things that come from God, it just lifts the room. So when you're sitting at your Thanksgiving meal on Thursday and that individual starts, eh, 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 eh. did you vote this time? When they start all that, oh, I heard you're going to church now. Oh, what church are you going to? Oh, they're crazy over there. <laughs> and, and when they start telling you all this stuff, bah, 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 you just, excuse me, I just need to use the restroom. And you just go to the restroom. <laughs> and you just tell the devil, I, I found you out. <laughs> you took the form of so-and-so, my cousin. <laughs> You're working through them today. You've been found out, and I resist you right now in Jesus' name. And then you say, uh-uh, uh-uh. The peace of God keeps my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. I am undisturbed. You walk out of there with your shoulders back and you go sit back down on the table and change the subject. <laughs> Eat your food. You know, these peas, these peas, I've never tasted such good peas like this. <laughs> like peas have a taste. They don't. And so, uh, so, you know, we just talk about something else. Change the subject. Did you watch that football game the other day? You know, change the subject. But stay in peace. Don't let anybody rob you of your peace. That's yours. It's a promise from God. And it's in here. You've already been sufficiently supplied with peace and joy. Don't let anybody rob you of it. Not even during your Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, leave if you have to. If it gets bad, I'm telling you. Leave. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. We got to be excused. <laughs> Bye. You know, we're, th we're cutting Thanksgiving short today. I don't know. The Lord told me I need to go home. I don't know what's at home, but he told me I need to go home. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, they're really anointed, and the Spirit of God is talking to them. <laughs> yeah, my couch is calling me. Uh, so, but I thank God for his peace. I thank him. And on uh, next week, we'll talk about thanks and praise. And how that totally changes. And it won't be on the kingdom-minded series, but it's part of it. Everything we do is part of it. we got to win the battle of the mind. we got to. Because that's the playground of the enemy. That's the battleground of the enemy. And, and he'll get you every time. And whether or not your brain thinks it's real or not real, it, your, your body will act a certain way. And the devil knows this. The devil knows this and takes advantage of it. Don't let him. Don't be ignorant of his devices. Don't be ignorant of it. Be well aware, well aware. And I notice, you could stand with me this morning. I notice the more I'm aware of the spirit of God within me and my spirit, the more I give attention to the things of the spirit, I'm less interested in what the enemy is saying and doing. And I'm more interested in what the Lord is saying and doing. And when I'm that way, and I get into his flow. I get into his flow. And you can live in the flow of peace. You can live undisturbed. It doesn't mean you won't have problems. It doesn't mean you won't have opposition. But in the middle of all of that, you'll be all right. You will have the peace of God. You'll wonder how. You'll wonder how. 
you'll wonder how. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you and I praise you for your word. And we thank you that it is the answer for everything that we need. Our answer is found in your word. I ask for a hunger and a thirst after your word for this house like never before. I thank you, Father, that we will break open the pages of your word. And Holy Spirit, you will illuminate. Oh, you will highlight. You will make the word real to us in ways we've not seen before. Those scriptures will read themselves to us. They'll jump off the page and we'll enjoy it. Hallelujah. We'll take it. We'll enjoy it. And Father, when we need it, it will be there for us. It will be there for us. And we thank you for it. Devil, you have no place in us anymore. None. We have found you out. We know your strategy, and we're not going to listen to you anymore. You've had your last day of playing around in our thought life. We give you no place in our thought life anymore in the name of Jesus. We are free to think God's thoughts. We are free to think his word. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for freedom of the mind right now in Jesus' name. Freedom of the mind right now. I plead the blood of Jesus over every mind in this house right now in Jesus' name. Devil, you take your hands off of them right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And we will do what we need to do to protect it, to protect it in the name of Jesus. We value we value a transformed life. We value our peace and our joy. And so we do everything that you've told us to do to protect it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. Well, I pray that you have the most wonderful Thanksgiving that you have ever had. If you are traveling, I pray for that you travel safely that you obey the speed limits. <laughs> yeah, don't go to New York. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, stay away from that. And so, uh, but uh, have a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Uh, and enjoy the Lord. Amen. Amen. Enjoy the Lord. We'll see you soon. God bless you.